Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and if I were to give this one a title, it really goes back and forth between two things, but we're going to land on honor God with your body. Honor God with your body. And we're going to talk about two very different things, but it really comes back to honoring God, both the body of Christ and then your particular body. And we're going to talk about this, going to get a little spicy up in here today. Before we do that, as always, like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on the podcast. I've been noticing, again, you guys doing a lot of that on the podcast. That's why you're my favorites. Come on, yes. But then also, the rally point for all of us, the Facebook group, the Facebook um, uh, Bible Breakdown discussion. My mind went blank because I wanted to ask you guys to do me a favor. I've been noticing more and more people will take a screenshot, or a picture rather, of where they are when they're listening to the Bible Breakdown uh, podcast for the day. Two things. First of all, thank you for doing that. Please keep doing that. But may I ask you a favor? The couple of you that I have seen that are doing that and taking a picture of you driving down the road, can you not do that again? (laughs) I want you to live a long and fruitful life. And if the last picture we get on your uh, camera roll is you taking a picture of that, that, that's not going to make me feel good. So please, not while you're driving. Otherwise, I'd love you to take a picture. This is where I was when I listened to the Bible Breakdown podcast and then posted, thank you so very much. All right. Well, if you have your Bibles, you want to turn them with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I want to tell you about something that happened to me. When I was 15 years old, I decided I did not want to work on a farm. I did that for a little while, realized that wasn't for me. I went to go work at a place called McDonald's. And it was amazing to me how quickly I could spend my parents' money. When we go on vacation, we're doing whatever, I was always wanting to go out to eat. I was always wanting the souvenir, always wanted the things. Well, the first time I got a paycheck, I worked for two weeks, and this is going to show you how old I am, worked for two weeks all the time, and I got a check for $100 and some change. It was amazing to me how much that was and how much value I all of a sudden had in that money. I went from wanting to eat out all the time to where I don't want to eat anything out. Let's eat at home. You know why? Because that, that stuff costs money. <laughs> and I remember my parents getting so tickled. They're like, well, yeah, it's always costs money. It's like, yeah, but but it's my money now. I don't want to spend this money. And it's, it's one of the things that was so crazy was now that I realized the value of how much money it cost me. And I'm sitting here going, I'm going to have to work for four hours to pay for that meal. No, thank you. I'm not going to do that. You know, and, and it's amazing how once you realize the value of something, you treat it differently. Well, that's the two things that Paul is going to talk about. The first half of this, he's going to talk about what happens when we have division among our brothers and sisters. And don't forget the theme of the first Corinthians is a divided church is finding harmony, finding out how to get along. And one of the things that Paul has been doing, remember, is he's been setting this foundation of, man, we're going to rally around God rally around the things of God. Don't forget that I'm your spiritual mentor. I'm your spiritual father. You've put me in that position, so I'm going to father you for a little while. And yesterday, he just put his hand on his hip, and he's like, who have you been hanging out with? Well, today, he's going to say, what are you doing? (laughs) 
What do you what do you think you're doing? These these are not outsiders. These are your brothers and sisters in Christ. And so he's going to remind them of the value of our brothers and sisters in Christ and how we should try to treat one another. And then he's going to talk about the value that we have over our bodies. And so let's look at this. And there's a nuance here. We're going to try to go there, but we're going to talk about number 1 in 1 Corinthians 6, avoiding lawsuits with Christians because these folks be crazy and they sue in each other all over the place. So here we go. Verse 1. When one of you has a dispute with another believer, how dare you file a lawsuit and ask a secular court to decide the matter instead of taking it to other believers? Don't you realize that someday we believers will judge the world? And since we are going to judge the world, can't you decide even these little things among yourselves? Don't you realize that we will all judge angels? Pause. What does that mean? Well, right now you have God. Below God, you have angelic beings, spirit beings, and then below that, you have people, as far as in rank of power and authority, that kind of thing. Well, and, and really, you could be really close there between angels and people, even though angels are far more powerful than us. When we get to heaven, then we will be seated in heavenly places with Christ, and we will have authority in that hierarchy over angels, even though in heaven, it, it's not going to be the same thing. And they're not going to serve us, at that, but it's saying you will have positional authority over angels at that point. So what Paul is saying is, is since God is pre- preparing you and perfecting you for that day, why are you arguing? You know, like, like, why don't you try now to have wisdom with one another? So let's keep on going. So you should surely be able to resolve any ordinary disputes in this life. If you have legal disputes about such matters, Why go to outside judges who are not respected by the church? I am saying this to shame you. Isn't there anyone in the church who is wise enough to decide these issues? But instead, one believer sues another right in front of unbelievers. Even to have such lawsuits with one another is a defeat for you. Why not just accept the injustice and leave it at that? Why not let yourselves be cheated? Instead, you yourselves are the ones who do wrong and cheat even your fellow believers. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin or in worship of idols, committing adultery, or male prostitutes, or practice homosexuality, or are thieves, or are greedy people, or drunkards, or abusive, or cheat people, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Some of you were once like that, but you are cleansed and you are made holy and you're made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the spirit of our God. And so Paul is saying, why are you fighting so much? Why don't you go to one another and try to make a resolution without immediately going to outside counsel? And yes, there's a nuance here because there are some people that are so broken and so hurting that they're not going to take wise counsel. They're going to try to cheat people. They're still operating according to the rules of the world when it's all about me and mine getting ahead. And so Paul is saying, this is the wrong way to do this. Is it really that big a deal? If it is, and you can't find someone in the church, okay. But if you can, try to establish and try to deal with this within inside the church community. And once again, that's not always easy, but he is saying you should at least try. But then notice what he also says. He says, those who indulge in these sins. Now, he includes all of these, such as homosexuality, thieves, greedy people, drunkards. So he's not saying those who struggle. It's those who've given in to these kinds of sins. So one of the things we have to remember is that God knows that we're not perfect, that we're constantly growing in freedom. And so if you mess up, 
and you sin, then that's what forgiveness is all about. So he's saying those who sin in these ways and celebrate these sins, those are the ones that haven't truly given their lives over to Christ and allow him to heal them from the inside out. And then he pivots to this. So first he's saying, honor the body of Christ. Now he's going to say, honor God with your body. Verse 12, you say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, you must not become a slave to anything. You say, food is made for the stomach and the stomach for food. This is true, though someday God will do away with both of them. But you can't say that our bodies were made for sexual immorality. They were made for the Lord, and the Lord cares about our bodies. And and God will raise us up from the dead by his power, just as he raised our body, our Lord, from the dead. Don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? Never. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one with her? For the scriptures say the two are united into one. But that person who joins with the Lord is one spirit with him. Run from sexual sin. No other sin as clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. And so that's what I was saying earlier, is that when I first got my job, or before I got my job, I didn't care. I spent all the money I wanted, whatever, because it wasn't mine. But then when I got a job and I was able to then see the value, man, that was hard-earned money. I wasn't so quick to spend it. And that's what Paul is saying. Is he's saying, hey, before you knew Christ, man, you went and did what you wanted to do. You did all these things. But then when you realize that Jesus paid a price for you and that Jesus wants you to be whole and to be clean so that you can be free and that now you belong to Christ, your body has so much value. That's one of the things that he's trying to tell you is that I'm, I'm asking you to not be sexually promiscuous, not because I'm trying to take away your fun. It's because you are more valuable than you can imagine. You now belong to Christ. You are priceless in his sight. So he's saying run from sexual sin. That's any sin outside of God's divine order. So here's why I like to say it like this. I got this from uh, Christopher Yuan, who was a committed homosexual for a long time, gave his life to Christ, deep dive studied on this, and this is what he said. He said, the goal of Christian sexuality is not to primarily, and then Paul said this as well, is not primarily to be a heterosexual, or a homosexual. It is to be holy in our sexuality. So our job is to be holy in our sexuality. Why? Because our bodies no longer belong to us. Our bodies belong to Christ. So then let's define it. What is holy sexuality? According to God's word, holy sexuality is the marriage between a husband and a wife, God willing, for life. Now, bad things happen. Divorces happen. I get that. But that's not God's hope for you. It is heterosexual union of a husband and wife for life. That means anything outside of that is a sin that God's word says run from. That's being promiscuous with fornication, with adultery, whatever you want to call flings. That is transgenderism. That is homosexuality. That is uh, lesbianism. That is all the different things. It's outside of God's plan for your life, and it's a sin. And if you struggle with that sin, there's forgiveness. But if you indulge in that sin, then you're walking away from Christ. 
And so Paul is warning them. He's saying, man, you are so much more valuable than you think you are. Well, I think I was born in a different body. Maybe I was a boy and I'm supposed to be a girl. Well, that's why Jesus was so careful to say that's why you need to be born again into the kingdom of God and then trust God that he gave you the body you're supposed to have. And then for the very small percentage of people who are intersex and all that, that's a very different conversation. But for those who think they were born in a, in, in a different body, can I tell you, trust God with what he has given you. And if you struggle with homosexuality or lesbianism or, or a sexual addiction or uh, homo, uh, um, um, adultery or fornication, you struggle with that, Paul is saying, run from that. Run back to Jesus. Ask him to help you with this. Get people around you. Flee from that because your body is so much more valuable than you can ever imagine. And you are worth more than that. Never, never let anyone tell you that you are not valuable. Because Jesus gave his life for you. And that makes you priceless. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your blessings, your kindness, your mercy. Lord, as Paul continues to dive deeper and deeper and deeper, he's getting into some very deep waters. But I'm thankful, God, because it's good for us. This is like eating our vegetables, God. It helps us to grow and get better and get stronger to realize that there, there are things that we need to do so that we can be free and we can be clean. And it's because of your word that we walk in that today. We're thankful for that. I pray you will help us, Lord, to be changed by your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, family therapy session over for Paul for today for the Church of Corinth. And don't forget, God's word says in 1 Corinthians 10, you, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Mm-hmm.